is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, listener. Do you have something to say? Then you're already a podcaster. You just don't know it yet. Whether you love to shoot the breeze with friends, have an urge to share your passions with the world, or even want to grow your business, you've got something worth saying with a podcast. With Acast, it couldn't be easier to start your own show. Launch, grow, and make money from your podcast across all listening platforms. If you have something to say, you're a podcaster. Head over to Acast.com to get started for free. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Swell Street. It's me and Tanisha. How are you, Tanisha? I'm good. It is the first time we've talked to the New Year. Yeah, Happy this New is New our year. first show of the New Year. That's crazy, but I mean, Ain't it makes sense. We've kind of just started the year. We haven't Did gone you know that, far that we are going into year five of podcasting? Isn't that crazy? For who? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. For, for us, we're going into year five. Wait, really? We've been doing this for a long time yeah really yes yes huh think okay. about it you lived in dc uh, when lived. we started this did i yeah oh, okay. you lived here <laughs> you lived here oh then yeah that's definitely five years because mm-hmm. i've been here five years so yeah exactly that's, okay that's right isn't that wild bro that's nuts crazy all right well happy and happy anniversary yeah well yeah yeah happy anniversary (laughs) oh we forgot introductions if this is your first time listening to our show i'm sarita you can follow me at Vine me up um and you can follow the swirl sweet podcast and i'm here with girl meets glass denisha townsend she lives that's me yes she lives in paris right five years of me getting up at one in the morning okay holla You, you know what gold star you deserve a gold star but oh, I mean, you yeah. kind of drink stars. You drink champagne, so you know. There's well, your. There it is. That happens. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about wines on a dime, and we did um, a similar show January of 2019, and um, it went really well. And I wanted to uh, go back to that topic and talk about wines you can find on a dime. And we have a very special guest that's going to join us. William, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, and Happy New Year, and how are you all? Happy New Year. We're good. Wonderful. So I still don't fully believe that it's the New Year. I know, isn't it crazy? The holidays went by so fast. It's like a time warp the older I get. Oh gosh, who are you selling? So Will, um, tell everybody who you are and what you do and why. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It, it's 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 actually a day job now, but I guess it's also kind of like a hobby. So okay, okay, yeah, like yeah. Um, how so, did oh, how did you get what? started? Yeah, what's your backstory? How'd you get into wine? Um, well, let's just say when I was younger, and let's say I was twenty-one, because honestly, I don't remember if I was twenty-one. I started, like, I got interested in wine, and I would get, like, a new bottle or two, like, every week, but, so this is probably, like, I don't know, 11 years ago or something, Um, I would, I was spending no money on it, but at that time, even, or, yeah, so even at that time, my curiosity was starting to get, like, peaked, Mm -hmm. I think. And 
I was like, oh, let me try the Merlot this week. Let me try like the Cab this week. Let me try Chardonnay that's like $7.99. But I was I was noticing that there was something like going on there. And at some point, probably like when I was a little bit older, my dad invited me to this like a wine class at like at Total Wine, Mm -hmm. which I don't want to sound like snobby, but I'm kind of like, I don't know if I would do a wine class at Total Wine now, but then again, they're like $20, so maybe I would. I don't know. But it was it was Zinfandel's, all from the same winemaker from like different vineyards. And I just remember like my head exploding. I was just like, what is happening here? Because they were all different. Mm-hmm. So long story short, all those things kind of got me interested and then I wanted a new job and I decided to take a wine class and I've kind of just been like working in the wine industry ever since. So cool. And so yeah. when did you start your wine blog? Um, I think that was, so honestly, like towards the end of 2017 or maybe like summer of 2017, I, like I literally had just found out about Instagram okay and (laughs) no no, seriously (laughs) and I was just like posting a little bit about wines or whatever and then over time like when more people were you know like talking to me and it seemed like more people were like following me I started taking it more seriously and then I started trying to like vlog a little bit but honestly Mm -hmm. I don't that much but yeah. I don't think any of us do for real. Um a few times a year I get something out of me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, for us that started wine blogging first, the industry has changed and people don't read as much. They want visual they content. Yes. They want visual I content. Know. They want videos and they want audio. Oh no, yeah. that I mean I still I still write cuz I still have a blog. I horrible. still have people that read it, but most of my um efforts go into social media. I know. Yeah. No, I understand. And so, where do you work now? There was, um, before I answer that, at one point I did have a blog like before Instagram was really a thing Mm -hmm. where I put all my vegetarian like recipes. I'm not vegetarian anymore, but it was so corny. But like, I remember (laughs) back then, if you put, if you just blogged about one thing specifically it was a lot like what social media is yeah now and people would a few people maybe not like a ton of people but people would like check it out you know yeah yeah and so that was like my first taste of like it wasn't really wine it was food but it was kind of my first taste nice how long were you a vegetarian how long um probably let's see november 2017 is when i stopped Oh, wow. From, so let's see, from age like 18, probably like eight or nine years. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a while. That's a long time. Yeah. You know, it was actually wine that like... That brought you well? back to me? <laughs> because I wanted to learn the <laughs> wine pairings and I got curious. Yeah. Ah, okay. It wasn't only that, but it was, that was a big part of it. Mm. Wine will do it. Wine will bring you back to the meat. But to this day, I pride myself on understanding like vegetarian wine pairings. And oh, I think sure. That that's still valuable. So, yeah. Awesome. A, yes. Um, back to my question Where do you work now? You work at a really cool place. Um, at Loca Vino in downtown Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a really cool wine cool. shop. And it's a cafe too, so you can get something to eat, there, and yeah, it's very casual, food. and you can wear sweatpants in there. The last time I was in there, I was dressed down. There's, it's very casual. <laughs> are there some places you can't wear sweatpants? Well, I think that w- wine are, related, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I dare someone to actually say something to me, though, unless yeah. they have like a dress code posted or on their website, because that would be screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't wear sweatpants (laughs) if I felt like it was super fancy. Yeah. You know, I heard that the new pursuit is super fancy now, and I don't know if I would wear sweatpants there now. Wait, new? Did they move or something? Yeah, they moved up the street. They're still on 8th Uh, Street, but they um, got a bigger spot. 
So, you know, but they changed the menu when it's paninis instead of grilled cheese sandwiches, and it looks all shishi now. <laughs> Um, well, Imagine it's a panini alone. You can't wear sweatpants I don't in there. Go to, I, like, I don't go to 8th Street that much. And it's weird because living in Silver Spring, you don't have to take the metro that far to go to Yeah, the it's station. pretty far. Yeah. Well, it's not that many stops. Like Silver Spring. But it's Union just station. not near a metro. Yeah, yeah. it's like a long walk. And... Well, it's closer to Union Station now because it's further up 8th Street, uh, but it's still a walk. That's true. Yeah. I, I end up like like doing anything that I can get to from like 16th street or like Georgia Avenue, because oh, I'd rather walk to the bus than go on the Metro. It's so weird. I don't know. No, I just feel like weird. that's more convenient for some reason. <laughs> it's not weird at all. So where do you hang out other than um, uh, your job in Silver Spring or near Georgia Avenue? Do you hang out anywhere um, in particular? Well, I was going to say that, like, we have really curated wine, and so, like, in the sense of we don't have, like, we have some expensive wine, but a lot of it's really well-priced, but it was, like, chosen, like, carefully, and so a lot of times if I'm not working, I actually will go there to hang out if I I want wine, and it's not because I work there, and, like, obviously I want to support them, but it's not only because of that, it's because... I know that I can find a wine that I like that's not like, here, have a marked up apothic red, which is like, no, thank you. Yeah. No, but that's a good compliment, though. When you uh, work a place and then you still go there to hang out. Yeah. Some people, like, as soon as they leave work, they're like, and I'm done. Yeah. I'm not coming back until I clock in and put my apron on. Yeah. whenever my next shift starts so no that says a lot about the place so mm-hmm. that's a good thing i like i like um quarry house has a, has anyone been what is it quarry house Mm-mm. in silver spring it's like i guess it's been there for ages or something and it had kind of like a cult following it's like in the basement of a building it's not like a real speakeasy where you wait outside and they mm-hmm. come find you or whatever i don't know if anyone's ever gone to like a speakeasy where yeah. like you have to just stand around and someone just appears with a top hat and they're like, uh, you can come in now. Yeah. I went to one like that one. It's not like that, but it's in a basement and like, there's not really a big sign. And then it like burned down and then it like reopened. And, and it's called Quarry House? Yeah. Quarry House or the Quarry House. I don't know which is official. Okay. And, yeah. But they basically have like a lot of beer and like, it's just like I think I feel like it's where you go at like 9 p.m. when you just want to have like a shot in the beer and like okay. just be in the dark. I don't know. It's always packed. I don't know. Uh, so our topic today, we are going to talk okay. wines and a dime. So particularly wines, fifteen dollars and under. I know I can talk wines that are ten dollars and under, but I stuck with fifteen um, for you guys. Where do you find your wines? Um, for $15 and under. All right. You can go first, Will. Um, so the first thing I wrote down, I, I, I literally got a Google Doc and I just wrote stuff for every question because I knew I would forget. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I wrote down was I avoid the grocery store for this. Sure. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, cheap grocery store wine. But what they might forget is that or actually not forget they might not know that it's like big national distributors that really control that and I like will try to go any to any like kind of smaller wine store like if I'm out and I need to pick up something just any smaller wine store even like I don't have a good example off the top of my head but I figure anything that they have for a value is probably going to be like from a little bit of like a smaller producer or something and be like a little bit better but I won't go somewhere that judges you if you ask for a lower price like they should have something I think where they're like judgy like no but like most places should have a range of prices I would say gotcha yeah Tanisha what about you tell us where you get your wines oh gosh it it depends on where I am um there are a couple exactly of, sorry but exactly yeah. no 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 you're fine um 
and it depends on also what it's for and what I'm doing. Um, I will go to a grocery store if I am going to a party or someone's house and I know they're not that into wine or mm. wine's not that much of a thing for them. Good point. Um, if it is, say, a special occasion or someone is actually into wine or I'm trying to do a pairing for myself, I'll go to a, a wine shop. And not even a chain wine shop. There are a couple of smaller wine shops that um, I have in my neighborhood. And I'll go to one of those, ask a couple questions, and um, try something new. Nice. And I can even give them my price point of what I want. I usually, I'm, I think I'm usually under 15, 15 yeah, sure. euro for uh, mine. So. But isn't French wine in France cheaper? Absolutely. How much and is champagne? Especially with this whole tariff thing. Oh my god. Oh Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I might end up being a French wine smuggler. That might be <laughs> please, please, you would please. make so much money. <laughs> might be a new career. You were saying how much is champagne? I yeah. can get one of the champagne houses I visit on my tours. Their house style champagne is seventeen. Wow. Never, <sighs> never ever seen that. <laughs> so good. It's okay. We have Cremant. You do, yes. Yeah. Um, and then we can get that for about seven. Oh yeah. my god! No. <laughs> um, for me, I go to a few places, and like you guys, it depends on where I am. Um, but uh, as far as big stores, um, Total Wine and Costco. Those are the big stores I'll go to. Even Trader Joe's. Um, there aren't that many Trader Joe's, so I have to be in a specific area. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Costco, Total Wine, and Trader Joe's. But for uh, like smaller wine shops, um, Wartman's, that's where Julia works. Julia Coney. Oh, I um, like that one. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Um, and O-Line in uh, Beltsville. Oh, and, I've been there like once. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. They'll have some nice wines that are under $15. And there's a little, so this, this shop is a little rough around the edges, but you can find a diamond in the rough. It's called the Village Pump. It's on Greenbelt Road, and I think it's considered Greenbelt. It's on Greenbelt Road right next to College Park. But it's very wow. old. It sits by itself. But um, they have a lot of beer, and they have a lot of wine. And every now and then I'll find something like, hmm. That's interesting. Let's try that. Um, and that's very close to my job. So I pop in there uh, every now and then. Back when I used to live in Fort Washington, I'm trying to remember the name of that place. Uh, it was a wine shop that was really good. They had an amazingly in Fort Washington? great selection. Yes. that Really? And the, the reason I said they surprisingly had an amazing selection <laughs> because I was expecting that response from people. <laughs> And then it's actually like a known uh, wine shop. Okay, now I got to oh, no. Google it. So okay. you all carry on with the conversation while I uh, try to find <laughs> out. Is, is Fort Washington where they have that big cemetery? Oh. Or am I thinking of something else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you may be thinking of something else. I Okay, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's cut that out. Uh, so what do you... Edit. Uh, <laughs> so, well, what are you drinking? Um, it's a Verdicchio, um, oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher my Italian. It's a Verdicchio dei Castelli di, do they say Yacy or JC? I don't even know. Classico, so. Tanisha, did you find the wine shop? Oh yes, Silesia. It's on Livingston Road. Really? Oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah. I wanted to add, too, that I sometimes go to the grocery store, um, but like I said earlier that I avoid it, but like I will if it's convenient and it depends on who I'm trying to like get the wine for, but sometimes like the Italian and French stuff is not that bad for under 15 at the grocery store. For some reason, under 15 California, I'm kind of like meh about. Sure. And... Also, you know, living in Montgomery County, only one grocery store of each chain is allowed to carry wine. Yes. So it's, you know, when you live next to the DC line, honestly, if I don't buy it at work, it's a lot easier to just 
walk or like go somewhere in DC and buy the wine. So True. yeah, because it's easier for them to get it. Oh, I forgot one other place that I go to when I'm in the area. I'm rarely in Shaw, but when I'm in Shaw, I'll go to Gran Cata because they have uh, Spanish-speaking um, country wines in Argentina and Spain, and a lot of those are under um, $15 and under, and they have never, a really good selection. I never go anywhere during the day. If I was by these places during the day, I'd go buy more wine. Why you got to go there during the day? No, I'm saying, like, I always end up there, like, someone wants to get together or something, so I end up by the wine stores, like, later at night. Gotcha. I don't feel like carrying it or something. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Um, So, do you guys have any go-to, like, regions or grapes that are under $15 that you can tell people about? Go south first. of france for me yeah south oh, of france yeah. for me me too so uh yeah. long dog and roussillon you can definitely get those for um under like i know even before i moved here i used to drink the white pico de panay and that was about seven dollars i love that and that's uh, so refreshing in the summer that's about seven or eight but now when i do um other wines from long dog you can get those nine ten maybe 11 if you're being fancy mm. so that is always my go-to region for if i'm looking for something at a little lower price sometimes i can find like coats de Ron for or i think i'm i think it's coat de Ron, the s is silent but i'm american dang it um, <laughs> so pronounce that s yeah it's coats de Ron. <laughs> frenchies um uh, uh, sometimes I'll see them for like eleven ninety nine, and they're often pretty darn good for $12. I mean, it's not coat roti, but I'm not trying to buy that every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, who can? Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, how much is coat roti in France, though? It, and I was Come just on. about to say, it's still expensive here. So I still really? don't do coat um, roti or Saint-Joseph. Yep, no, I like, still don't drink those that often. I got one on sale for like 55 which I felt like was good in uh, U.S. dollars. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's not that much, but they're, they're uh, might be they're like not, 25 30 35. The euro is like almost the same as the dollar, right? Which is sad and disappointing. I just knew I was going to come back to the States and be like, yes, I'm rich. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm average. There's one affordable wine that I can find in, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, fancy. Just, like, a wine shop where there's, like, someone on the staff who's, like, you know, picking the wines even a little bit like it doesn't have to be fancy or it doesn't have to have like a specific mission necessarily but I see it in this area I don't know actually my friend also can find it in North Carolina but if anyone knows the Rubis wines a lot of those Mm -hmm. are under 15 and if anyone knows Kaisela the distributor like in Virginia that's like their label and they go to the, the places and they find the wines so there's like a Rubis white from like the south I want to say it's like the southeast of France or something that's like $8.99 but pretty good for the price like oh, pretty darn good I've had a red rubis the, they have like a zin that's like ten ninety nine yeah. and is like yeah. really good for the price yeah I've had the zin yeah it was pretty good so that's it's something to look for yeah don't buy Apothic Red. Can we get sued for saying that? No. <laughs> I hate it so much. And it is such a go-to. It's like, how did that get so popular? Even uh, like cheap Malbec at the grocery store is better than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's so, I, and I just saw that they have one with like, like um, a cold brew coffee added. And I'm like, Ew. what are they getting drunk are they getting butt like what are they they, um, they, they have a rosé too Ugh. Ugh, i know cheap rosé is so hard <sighs> yeah so hard. i agree i agree <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh. it doesn't even have to be that expensive the rosé but just like certain ones that just drink cheap yeah. i don't know how to explain it um, you I'm just drinking. did <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> how you explain it. exactly i'm actually drinking um a kirkland 
Oh yeah. Uh, Pinot Noir from Russian River Valley. Um, it's okay. It's I think this was about eight dollars. Is it jammy? Hmm. Is it jammy? It's uh, no. It's not very big okay, for good. a California um Pinot, but it's not P- California Pinot's jammy, and I'm like yeah, what? but it's not stunning either. It's you know it's meh. You know a house wine for somebody. You know it's okay. Never buy the house wine at a restaurant. It's usually the most marked up. Yep. But it's, <laughs> but it's doing the trick today. It's I'm going to drink it. Um, the wines I like, everybody knows that I'm obsessed with Cava's, and they're typically $15 and under. Such a value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, many good ones. And you mentioned Malbec. Um, Argentinian Malbecs are bomb. I like some Southern Rhones that aren't too expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those like are that. great. Um some Austrian wines aren't too expensive. Um I like Gruners. Um Oh yeah. Yeah. You can find a reasonable Albarino around $15 sometimes. Um mm-hmm. But um those are my go-tos. Um Let's see did I write anything else down? Oh, in Wardman's there's one for $15 called Traveri and it's a brute. I think it's from Washington or Oregon, I can't remember. I think I've heard of that yeah, or tried it or something. I've tried so many wines. Oh gosh. Right. So it's good. like how do you keep up? Yeah. I I'm doing like a Vivino now. Oh. But nice. I like forget to do it half the time. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that I don't need to add anything else to my to-do list. Yeah. Traveris, yes, Washington. Yeah. But um, my suggestion to people is um, just find a good wine shop and get to know the staff. You know, they'll be able that to. That is literally the best suggestion ever. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been preaching that since the beginning of time. So, five years. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. And a thing about wine shops is like, if they're nerdy, and even if like, some of the staff know a lot, but everyone knows a little bit, it means that they're trying to make sure that they have people who are at least trying to care about the wine. Yeah. And yes. a good wine shop should understand value and the concept of value in wine I think it's like mistaken a lot as always cheap, Mm. but to me, value wine is what is good and why at any price point. So to me, a good wine shop should be able to ask you, what do you like? How much do you want to spend and recommend something that that is a value for your criteria, even if it's $80, even if it's uh, $15, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and also know their inventory. That is something that is so um, important and so huge that people don't think about. And that's something that you're not going to get if you're just at Harris Teeter and mm-hmm. you know, asking them for a wine. Yeah. If you're in a wine shop, yeah. that person knows everything that they, they have. So they can better guide you toward the region, even if it's just as simple as telling you where in the store it is mm-hmm. um, and not even going so far as to give you suggestions and pairing ideas and things like that. But knowing their inventory is so important and that uh, goes along with their knowledge of their inventory and then their knowledge of regions, grapes, you know, and all of that stuff too. And another thing is, like, if they're honest, like, when I'm at work on the floor, I I go and I, like, front the shelves and I restock it. And that means that it's reminding me what we have. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I've tasted every single thing or that I've memorized every single wine's stories. But I have a lot of stories and I've tasted a lot of them and I can still say to people like, I haven't tasted it yet, but based on my wine knowledge, I know these things and I think you'll be happy. Here's why or something. So like people who are making an effort, like that's the kind of wine place to go to. Absolutely. And that's, a, yeah. And that's a totally great agree. point you've made of how to talk to someone just like, you know what? I haven't tasted that. Instead of just saying like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Why is it good? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I always say it's good at the end. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, you say it's good at the end, but you have some other things that you say to back it up. Um, exactly. You're valuable, so you can say some other things. Not just like, oh, it's good, or yeah, 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 get that. Exactly. Well, yeah. Get it. No, 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 just get it. Yeah. I haven't tasted this Pinot Noir yet, but I know that this region is known for like this thing. And if you like right. a lighter bodied wine with maybe like an earthier floral component, you'll probably be happy. Like there something, you, go. you know? So something Look like at that. that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question to you guys is, where do you go if you don't necessarily need a whole bottle, but you need a decent glass of wine for a decent price? Where do you go? Tanisha, let's start with you. When Should I need a decent, wait, France, say this, right. right, say this again. What? If you want a decent glass of, you want a good glass of wine for, uh, and you're on a budget, where are you going? Say you got 20 go, bucks. Oh my God, I can go anywhere. For 20, I can buy a bottle. Okay, no, $10. You got to, all right, you got 10 euro. Where are you going? For 10, I can go to a place up the street and get 50 centiliters. So that's like maybe a half a bottle. Wow. Oh, and not even have a full bottle of 75 centiliters. So is what they do is they'll have a small one called a pichet. So it's kind of like a little carafe. And then you can get that. I have gotten that amount. It's a place up the street that does happy hour. It's 50 centiliters for five euro. What? Is everyone just drunk all the time? No, they actually aren't. They don't overdo <laughs> They're it. They're so They're used to it. Like, yeah. Yeah, we like would go and be drunk be all like the time. I mean, yeah. I am drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not like literally all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, so Tanisha, back to you. So <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I'm like, for 20, I could get a piche and uh, some cheese and a... I was plate. about to ask what you eat. So if you have 10 euro, let's Ugh. cut it in half. You got 10 euro. Uh-huh. You go to your place. You, uh-huh. get your, you get a piche. And what do you get to eat? How much does that cost? I could probably get a small cheese plate and that might be like five or six, wow. seven. Mm. And it comes with bread. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, everything so comes jealous. with bread. If you sit down, you just get bread. <laughs> so and then the one place when you were here, that place I took you with the really good with bread. With the butter? The butter. Yes. yes. <laughs> I actually came I came home and threw out all the margarine and we eat real butter now. Of course, it doesn't taste the same, but that butter was life-changing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now I'm even learning that they take the butter as seriously as they do the cheese. And there's like uh, raw milk butter and then it's different kinds of uh, made from cows that eat different things and yeah. graze in different parts of the mm-hmm. land and the pastures. I have a uh, friend here that put me on the different kinds of cheeses and butter. She's like, no, no, you got to get the raw milk butter and then try this kind of butter. I'm like, wait, so we're doing what now? Crazy. So um, I'm about to be doing butter tastings. So there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what about you? Where's like your favorite happy hour or something? Oh, happy hour is hard for wine. Can we just admit that? Happy hour is wine. hard for who? For wine. Oh, for you, in, I, I in Silver Spring. In Silver Spring, I think in general, like there's there's a lot of good happy hours, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like the wine on the happy hour, unless it's a wine specific place with happy hour, I'm kind of like meh. Mm. And so I end up like doing happy hour cocktails and things like that. I feel like okay. they're better gotcha. for the happy hour price, but but. If I'm out and about and I want like wine happy hour, okay, cork wine beer. Blech. Cork wine bar has like wine happy hour yeah. and they have like decent wine. And then like um, I've gone to happy hour a bunch at Tico at like 14th. Oh, I like Tico. The wine is like okay for happy hour. Like I've had worse, but I just think their happy hour is good. Um, I have so many things written down um and then like for cocktails the passenger has like a really good happy hour yeah yeah but in general I don't do a lot of wine at happy hour unless it's like wine specific because I know I'll be disappointed and I end up like doing 
beer, especially if they have like local beer mm. or like cocktails. Well, that's good that you like beer. That's a nice option for you. I need beer to. It's always cheaper. I like so my partner like really likes beer so and then of course I'm the one because I'm working in the industry that I go and read the book and now I'm telling him about beer and he's like Mm -hmm. oh I just like it and I'm like (laughs) okay well I need to understand the aromas because I'm like obsessed with beverages I guess (laughs) or like why this beer is this way um for me I discovered a place that I really like and their happy hour is seven days a week and it's called Mandu. What? Yeah, it's it's called wow. Mandu and it's a Korean spot and they have oh, yeah, like yeah. $5 wings and um, all sorts of stuff. Um, and their wine is decent. I get a nice Gruner there on a happy hour. What? Gruner yeah. happy hour? Okay. <laughs> well, excuse me. That was um, awful. <laughs> um, City Winery has half bottle half price bottles on Wednesdays which is nice really um that's great and then uh Belga Cafe um Belgian restaurant DC has six dollar wines and they usually have on certain days they'll have like half price mussels and fries so it's a really good deal um I could go on and on but those are my three and I also wanted to bring up Corkish fees so not many people know what a corkage fee is or what to do about it or how to handle it and all that. But corkage fee is something a restaurant charges you when you want to bring your own wine. And there is a list. Most restaurants in D.C. either have a corkage fee from $25 to $50, either per bottle or per table, or they limit it to two. They have a bunch of rules depending on the restaurant. But a lot of them, a handful of them, will have free corkage fees on certain days. Oh. Belga Cafe is one of those. They have free corkage fees on Wednesdays also. Um, and Le Grenier, also on 8th Street, that's a French restaurant. They have free corkage fees on Sundays. So, um, but yeah, it would be best if you're thinking about bringing a bottle to a restaurant to call first. Because not everybody has it. And not everybody knows what it is. So, um, and then there are some little etiquette rules that you should go by. Like you should let your sommelier taste it. It should be a reasonable bottle of wine. Like don't bring a $7 bottle of wine to dinner at a restaurant. It's going to offend some people. Don't bring a pothigrea to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even at know that you could bring your own wine to restaurants in DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Some um, people I've heard mark up the wine with their regular markup and then include a corkage fee in the price of the wine on the list if you're ordering off the list. I don't know if everyone does that, but I've heard that that's sometimes included. Wait, say that again? Um, I have heard that some restaurants, their own wine list, so if you're not bringing your own, Mm -hmm. that they have whatever their markup is, and then they will put, they will add a corkage fee into that as well that you see in the final price. Yeah. Mm. and oh, some places, yeah, that's shady. Some places like where I work, um, we have a retail markup on the wine, so we have a corkage fee to drink it there. Mm-hmm. But it's still a, like a good value. How much is a corkage fee there? Five bucks. What? Get it's five here. bucks just to drink it there because it's just a regular retail markup. So you yeah. just have to add a little something. That's nice. But the point is, it's like a curated list. Like, there's someone picking all those wines yeah. for a reason. and yeah. Like, for instance, at O-Line, um, they, they're a wine shop, and there's a cafe in the back. Oh, yeah. They but their like corkage fee right? their corkage fee is $25 per bottle. Of their own wines. Of their oh, own wines that they the sell. Shop, right? Yeah. Oh, so that's kind of yeah. like us. Yeah. yeah, but it's just a lot more expensive. Yeah. So, interesting. Huh. But I don't mind paying corkage, like... I don't mind paying for wine at a restaurant if if it's not like a generic list. Let's put it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know how. I mean, I can usually guess how much the wholesale is because I've been doing this for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll still, if it's something I'm interested in trying, I'll pay it. But if you just have like Bogle, 
which I'll buy Bogle from. <laughs> Bogle is great because it's in every grocery store and it's still family owned. Yeah. But I'm not buying that at a restaurant. Sorry. Yeah. You make a good point. Any other tips for people on buying wine on a dime, on a budget? If you're on a budget, but it's more than 15 and you're at a restaurant, get the second most expensive wine. Usually the cheapest wine on the list is the most marked up and it's probably helping them to get something else on the list, which is what they're interested in. Great point. Great point. So that wraps up our topic for the show. Now we're concluding the show with our random and not so rapid questions. First question, what is your favorite type of taco? What are, what are the options? Whatever one you like. But like like, hard shell, soft shell? uh, It's all up to you. What do you want? Isn't it like picking a favorite child or something? Not to me. I eat them How are you all, supposed so- to pick a favorite taco <laughs> when there's so many good tacos? Because I can't get tacos. I'm like literally any taco would be oh. great. Right you, you can't get tacos there. Do you no, know it's a crate. It's a crate. Or it's a French taco, which is really a burrito, and they put French fries inside it. What? Right. what? Oh, Girl, I want you to just Google French taco. <laughs> I like I their wine, but that is a step too to far for me. Comes up. It Wait. is a full entire abomination. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to Google French taco. Why do you live in this country? To be horrified. <laughs> Move to Barcelona. They have wine and better food from what and, I hear. Oh, and it gin. is. You know what it looks like? It looks like a, um, something Rito. from from taco bell like a gordita or something it has the, okay. or a panini or something also known as not a taco it looks very weird huh look at that i've, I've heard of sandwiches with french fries in them which sounds yeah good. and those are yeah. fine yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've had that in paris too and they're bomb those are bomb wait those and what bomb. y'all call those kebabs right yes yeah. what? Yes. yes but i thought that those sandwiches were um like a southern thing but i have no idea Mm. I've also had those in Chicago, but it was like a, you know, where Guy Fieri went in Chicago and had the like the big ass sandwich with the fries. Yeah, well, mine wasn't beef; mine was turkey, but I ate it. It was bomb. It was good. Was was it juice? Oh, sorry. No, I mean it was. I was also in my twenties, so I could. I was skinny, and I could eat things Uh, like that and not feel bad. Now I want to go to his restaurant that everyone hated in New York. Like, <laughs> giggles. I don't know why I'm curious. He oh seems nice. Would you go and talk shit about it or you want to experience it? Probably both. <laughs> I don't necessarily think the critics are right about everything, you know? Sure. Like wine critics are not right about everything. Oh, so yeah. Absolutely. Why would restaurant critics be right about everything? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Tanisha's taco is any type of taco. William, you have a favorite taco? You really don't have a taco, Tanisha? All of them. I mean, I I actually prefer soft shell. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anything in it. Soft shell at a restaurant, hard shell at home. But I'm, I feel like from what I've read, the hard shell is not authentic, but it's like what I grew up with at home. So like, mm. that's what I make when I make like my American version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like picking a favorite child, but I'll tell you all what I, what I wrote down because I was like, oh, I like mushroom tacos. Oh, I like this other one I tried. I like this other mm. one. But what I wrote down was Nopales. The tacos with like the little marinated grilled cactus inside. Oh, those are good. Yeah, Yeah, those are good. Um, (laughs) I love fish tacos. Any way you give them to me, whether it's a, I do like soft corn tortillas, um, but I like, I really like fish tacos. I like when they grill mahi mahi and add some like, I don't know, mango or pineapple or something on it. Oh God, so good. So good. Um, and I like basic, like fried fish taco, like fried cod or something. I like those too. It's good. But yeah, fish tacos are my fave. Um, Can all right, we next. Just say that tacos are good. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. Yes. yes. I think we can all agree on that. 
Um, if you guys didn't write about wine, what would you be, or, you know, blogging or whatever, or in the industry, what industry would you be blogging or be in? Who's going to go first? I can go. Um, I would probably be blogging. I think I might've gone into fashion. Ooh. Um, yeah. I used I to be a little stylish back in the day. Um, so I think I would have gone <laughs> into a fashion blogging. Your picture is very stylish. The again. one on the screen. Yeah. Why? Well, thank you. Yeah. So I think I would have gone into uh, into that. Mine's more fun, but you know, uh, clothes yeah. would have been kind of cool too. Yeah, I think I would have done fashion. Yeah. Probably a lot of free wine in fashion, I would guess. Mm. Probably. Probably a lot of free drugs too. I mean. <laughs> no. That doesn't sound Do so I bad. do I watch too much TV? Maybe. No? Okay. okay. All right. It doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> free wine, free drugs. Oh, People spiral out of control, but a lot of them come back to us, you know. <laughs> they do. Not all of them, but that's, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well, what about you? Um I wrote down because the original question no sorry i can't i can't give the secret insider notes that we were supplied with in advance um i was thinking if i didn't like write about wine i'd probably write about social justice and local politics because those are like people may not know this but when i'm not working in wine i tend to be involved in like local politics and like attempt to care about social justice in part because I'm kind of like I feel like growing up and being in the LGBTQ community and then seeing that like seeing that there's like a lot of people who are not represented in a lot of things for whatever reason that 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 those types of things are something to care about so I feel like I do that a little bit with the wine. I'm like, hey, there are people in wine who are not represented. I feel like I try to do that a little bit. So Nice. That's great. And maybe, maybe if I had finished college, I would work like with like homeless youth or something and a nonprofit. I don't know, something mm-hmm. like that, but they won't hire me. They won't hire you because you don't have a degree. I didn't finish college. But what? here's that the thing. Crazy. Here's the thing. You you finish college. Well, maybe they would hire me, but I'm thinking if you finish college and then you get a job like that, like it might be rewarding. But they probably don't pay more than the wine industry yeah. anyway. So yeah, <laughs> this is true. You know, this is true. One of my 2020 things is to be more open and honest about like I didn't finish school or whatever because I feel like it's kind of a voiceless group of mm. people, especially in this area. Mm. Interesting. That's cool. That's a very good answer. A lot of people don't finish and they find some kind of job, but like, and and I, I, well, I grew up in Northern Virginia, so I feel like growing up in the DC area, there's a lot of people who move to the area who are very like college, Yale, whatever, like they're snooty. Yeah. I don't think that's just this area. I just think it's that generation or the generation that raised us. I don't know how old you are. I can't assume, but um, the generation that raised me and Tanisha, they're like, oh, you go to, you go to school. Right. (laughs) Well, my parents wanted me to. I tried to. Yeah. No, but But, I just mean there's a lot of like highly educated people who move here and let you know. Oh, sure. That too. Yeah. But all of my like best friends actually grew up somewhere in the DC area. So like, obviously there are. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm a little happy that they're moving away from that now. We're starting to have, uh, I've been reading about um, people having conversations about not forcing kids to go to school because it's not the answer for everybody. It's not the solution for everyone. So they don't incur all of this debt and then still lost, you know, but anywho. That's what I realized that a lot of people weren't making any more money than me and they had a lot of debt. Yeah. 
Ooh, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All of these things, like, merge together for yeah, me. It's life. I guess yeah. because I'm so, like, public. I don't know. Sure. That makes it's sense. It's really weird. I've had people contact me and tell me, like, oh, like, thank you. You know, like, it's good to see people represented in the mm-hmm. wine industry or whatever. It's very yeah. heartwarming. Yeah. But I have a question. Are you going to do your list? You know how I do my list of black people in wine every February? Are you going to do your list? So I had wanted to, I, I want to do more stuff involving like the LGBT community in wine because I've gotten in touch with so many people around the world in the country that are like, I work in the wine industry and I'm LGBTQ. And like, um, I wanted to do it last year, but I didn't plan ahead enough to do it for, I think October is um, like LGBTQ history month. Mm-hmm. So I didn't plan ahead enough, but this year I have enough time yeah. to do it. For, it takes some um, effort, believe it. It does take some effort. It all takes effort. I spend sometimes like so many hours on one post. It's ridiculous. It's kind of an obsession, but mm. yeah. yeah. But no, this year I have enough time. I could do it for um, like Pride Month in June. Oh yeah, that'd like, be get fun. the interviews out there. Oh, that'd be really nice. I have people lined up to interview. Yeah, I just want to raise awareness and say like, look, these people are writing. These people are your psalms. These people are here. Like, I don't know. That's great. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, for me, if I wasn't writing and involved in wine, I'd probably be writing about either food or TV, TV and movies. I love TV. No. Yeah. My other I can absolutely see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Netflix has become a full problem for me. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's crazy. I even watch bad stuff just to make sure. Listen. To confirm that it's bad. Some stuff I watch, I'm like, you can't. And then I can't yeah. start something and not finish it. Oh. So. It depends on how bad it is. I Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Some stuff I sometimes really click out of something. Yeah. I'm like, nope, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your, your first apartment like? Oh my god. <laughs> Who should go first? Tanisha, you go first. Uh first apartment. Like as an adult adult? When I mean, my you... college apartment. Yeah. I had an co- apartment in college. That was nice. I had a roommate. Two bedroom, two bath. It was North Carolina, so it wasn't oh, expensive. Yeah. Girl, we had nice. a fireplace, a washer dryer. Girl, it was nice. That's crazy. Of course, we had no money for like real logs, so we were like throwing newspaper <laughs> in there, and old notebooks. Like, Wait, that you're in North crazy. Carolina? Did, did it? Does it even get cold there? You don't need a fireplace. Not in really. North Carolina. But you, I they mean, it had a little chilly, so we did that instead of turning the heat on. Okay. Yeah. And then also for the ambiance. I mean, come on, we yeah. in college, a fireplace. Oh, well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <Well. laughs> I love North Carolina. I have a friend that I visit there. They have a pretty good wine market in Raleigh. North Carolina reminds me of Bowie, Bowie, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Like I chain mean, stores, though... chain restaurants. You got to yeah. drive everywhere. Yeah, we did. That's so funny. Going to visit in Raleigh, it reminded me of um, basically Fairfax County, if it was all <laughs> one city. Mm. Okay. Basically, it's like a giant suburb. Like you said, you have yeah. to drive everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're like right downtown. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Will? How was your, what was your first apartment like? My first apartment like by myself was not really by myself. It was a room in an apartment with other people. And the building was literally right next to the beltway. I could see it from my window. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I don't know. It was, it was not really that bad. Like, mm. I can't complain. It's not some Manhattan level, like, nastiness. I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, my first We're apartment. Gutter for what that costs in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the, first, uh, the first apartment I lived in uh, without a parent 
was in college, but it was like off campus apartments. So mm. it, they were owned by university. So they were own, owned by Morgan State. Oh gosh, they were so shitty, y'all. It was, we had really bad um, rodents. It was, I mean, uh, this is Baltimore. This is Baltimore. And it, it, it was so, it was the worst. It was the worst apartment I've ever lived in. I, but I didn't, I stayed there for a year. I toughed it out. I mean, I was poor. What are, you know, what are you going to do? They can't move me. So I had to tough it out for a year. That was my very first apartment. And it was a two bedroom with four people. So, yeah. Once upon a time, we looked at um, houses in that area. There are like a lot of nice old houses, but we didn't look at any apartments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure things have changed now. Yeah. I have no idea. Changed a great deal now. That was many moons ago. But yeah, that 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 sucked. Um. Anyway, uh, next question. What were you doing exactly one week ago? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check your Instagram? No. That should tell you. <laughs> I didn't check my Instagram. Actually. That's what I. That's what I did. Let me see, one week ago. So that well, was probably, uh, January 2nd? Yeah, well, probably sleep. sleep. Nice. Probably sleep. I was like trying not to be hungover or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know why I look. Yeah, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh for me, everybody was going back to work, so I was, um, and I was still, I'm, st- I was still on vacation, so I was, I don't know, taking baths, burning candles, binging, right. binging private practice because that's on Netflix now. So, mm, yeah, I think that's what I was doing. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't remember what I was even watching. I watched so much over that Christmas break. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I think I went through like four series. Me too. It runs together, and then I can't remember which show is which. I'm like, I have a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, last question: What was the last thing you bought from a farmer's market? Well, when I saw you at the farmer's market, I was <laughs> buying a ton of booze and like a little bit of produce I was like wow this is terrible (laughs) and I didn't know you bought so much stuff so I wanted to know because I saw some of your pictures (laughs) I got like absinthe and gin and cider the silver spring uh farmer's market is bomb there were three different types of tastings it's so good yeah it was awesome. On Sunday, there's one in Tacoma Park, but like, I don't like the clientele as much. They're a little more like pressy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm apparently a farmer's market connoisseur. <laughs> um, yeah, I was about to buy that cider. Did you get the cider? Because it was really good. I got one because. They were like, we're new and we only have this one cider. And I was like, I want to support you. Oh, look at you. That's so nice. That's so oh, cute. I'm, mm-mm. I, yeah, I got tough skin. I was like, oh, you'll be fine. I'll <laughs> buy it. You know, I'm going to buy it every week. It was really good, though. I would, I would buy it again. I would buy it the next time I saw it. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I got some fermented vegetables. They were really good. Fermented vegetables? Uh, curry um, cauliflower. Fermented curry cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you going to do with that? Oh, I just put it on top of whatever I'm eating. It's very good for my digestion. Oh, okay. Nice. I'm trying to balance out my wine consumption. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> a daily struggle. <laughs> Maybe if I eat whole grains, my heart will be healthy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tanisha, like, you shop at farmer's markets. Yes. Versus grocery stores. I still shop at grocery stores, too, because they're more convenient. Yeah. But farmer's markets, I definitely do those um, uh, once a week. Okay. Once every other week. Yeah. For vegetables trying to 
and it also helps me know like what is in season because that's a big mm. thing here of buying things that are in season and who knew that before I didn't. so they actually can, taste good can you oh my do, gosh so good but it can goes you do bad. a video the next time you go to your farmer's market okay i'll try to do one um i have to be in a certain neighborhood certain neighborhoods i'm not pulling my phone out oh okay no i understand because you took uh, us to one yeah yeah that question for you tanisha have you been i heard about this grocery store that's like all like it's french but it's all like frozen but apparently it's like good frozen oh my god i love that is it actually like does it actually taste decent yes i shop there all the time didn't you do (laughs) a video out of the store salty i probably did a video i probably have done a video out of there or could do it again, like, and definitely hung out there in the summer when it was like 102 degrees. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna walk around in here. <laughs> like, ma'am, can we help you? Nope, I'm good. I, I don't need <laughs> is it not salty, overly salty? Not at all. No, nothing here is overly salty. So, <sighs> I feel like I just belong in France, but I want to live amongst like Swedish people because they don't talk to you unless they know you, and that's what how I want to be. Do French okay. people talk to you? No. Oh, okay. no, I think After you'd be good. I thought they were more friendly because <laughs> they're like Roman no. language or whatever. No, I didn't get no. that. <laughs> they're not that friendly. Mm-mm. But if you know them, they're friendly, right? Once you get to know them, but like that takes forever. Oh, okay. But where's the middle ground? Because, okay, I like, I lived for one year in Rockville and like I couldn't stand it. And being back in Silver Spring after living in Silver Spring for like several years, mm-hmm. people walking by will like say hi to you even when it's dark, which is nice and friendly. But I sometimes get tired of like the fake American thing where it's like, hi, how are you? But no one means it. I'd rather people oh. just be quiet sometimes. Oh, so here you speak. That's formal. It's not nice. So like they're not, they're formal, uh, but it's well. not like a, continue conversation like you walk in somewhere and you got to give them the bonjour but Uh, like they're not saying anything else to you because okay but i I guess why i like that because is because like in american culture i like if people start talking to me i want to start talking to them and then they're like why are you still talking Mm. i was just being like oh yeah yeah and i'm like oh because i thought we could be friends sorry (laughs) no (laughs) and i get it and now and now that that annoys me when i come back uh home (laughs) i'm like why and people like hey how's it going how you doing i'm like "Mm -mm, i don't want you talking to me oh in the restaurant (laughs) in the restaurant it's really bad like stop coming to the table i don't need anything else like leave me alone Mm -hmm. i don't want any more water i got napkins i'm good (laughs) get away from me Mm. oh y'all know what annoys me when you go to a bar and you in a bad mood and all you want to do is drink and not talk to anybody but the bartender is talking Oh, I'm probably that bartender sometimes. <laughs> but but oh I think my you can gosh. get a feel for I try if to the pick up on doesn't want to talk. Do. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, that. Sometimes you they don't kind of vibe for it. Yeah. Same with Uber drivers. Oh like, my god. I want to sit back here. Be quiet. Oh my god. Oh gosh, Especially here. I don't always want to have this full conversation with you in French. Like, you know, like you can put a note. Like you can put a note out. when you call your Uber driver, you can put a note and say that you don't want to talk. I don't know if it'll work or not, but I read an article about wow. <laughs> having that option where you can put that. <laughs> Feels so impolite, yeah. though. Yeah. I want to be nice to them because they're driving me somewhere and they could kill me, you know? Yeah, they could. They could, yeah, they could the literally car. drive you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, what if they go off route? I'm like, excuse me, I wouldn't take that road. It's not a taxi. You know, it's different. <laughs> Oh my, oh my gosh. Goodness. Well, this was so fun, Will. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, you're welcome. I had fun. I could be weird for another hour, but I'm sure you all oh, are tired. We're, we're, we're all weird. Seriously. Weird, funny, funny, yeah. weird. I don't know. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you. Well, I actually changed my Instagram name to at sip queer instead of the court queer and i was thinking like i could be like i'm formerly known as the court queen <laughs> but i thought because i used to post about cocktails and stuff and i want to do like more of that because i really find it fun i don't know about it that 
that name encompassed better like what I was doing um that makes sense so I changed it but yeah sip queer it does roll off the tongue and yeah because mm-hmm. I think the court queer is like cuh 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 it's like harsh <laughs> okay I, I so I like I'm a little bit of a linguistics nerd I like to read about that kind of stuff like in my oh. free time <laughs> uh and also uh, like a, another shameless plug I was looking on Facebook and I need to find the person who suggested this but I finally did it I started a Facebook group for LGBTQ people who are oh like that's great wine workers wine bloggers so that they can network and like help each other get jobs and like oh, talk about that's so microaggression awesome. that is so great whatever they need to get off their mm. chest love it I love so, that shameless plug yeah plug away that's awesome great job well that wraps up the show guys don't forget to follow us on all social media at swirl sweet follow girl meets glass find me up also vino noir and vino 301 cheers and happy new year again cheers cheers happy new year Hey there, listener. Do you have something to say? Then you're already a podcaster. You just don't know it yet. Whether you love to shoot the breeze with friends, have an urge to share your passions with the world, or even want to grow your business, you've got something worth saying with a podcast. With Acast, it couldn't be easier to start your own show. Launch, grow, and make money from your podcast across all listening platforms. If you have something to say, you're a podcaster. Head over to ACAST.com to get started for free.